Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's just after 9 p.m. And with me, as always, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. And I'll address somebody in the live chat right away. Kathy, no, this was not my fault for being after 9 p.m. I was not coaching, hunting, or fishing this evening. <laughs> if you wonder why we're a little bit after 9, it's because we just had to make sure we had everything set up right. Because as you can see, if you are here with us on YouTube or Facebook Live, that there is not just two of us tonight. We have three of us. One, Andrew Wilbar, is with us tonight. Andrew is not just a writer for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. He is also now on, I'm going to mess it up and mess up the name of the show, because it it's the fantasy football fix during the season. Right now, it's the, I think it's the draft fix, is the way it, is the way it goes. I Steelers draft fix. Thank you. Andrew Wilbar, if you've heard him before on the podcast, if you're here with us live, you now have a face to put with the name. Andrew, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Looking forward to talking some Steelers football. Yeah, and of course, you're, you, people are already giving you a hard time in the live chat um, from wearing your Michigan shirt. <laughs> um, a- Andrew is is from the state of Michigan, although currently he is not res- in the state of Michigan because he is, he is at college right now. Um, I was going to call you the third, the, the third bro. You're like the little brother we never had, but wait a minute. You, I've had, a, I've had a little brother. Well, I never had. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The little brother I never had, but I, I can't really do that because uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you're closer than a son to a brother because you're the same age as Rich's daughter. Correct. So yep. sorry, you're, you're, you're just a little bit too young to be an, uh, 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 the, the little, you can be the littlest bro. You're, you're, you're on the same, uh, you're, you're on the same generation as go 2.0 Kyle, uh, hashtag pay Kyle off there. <laughs> so, uh, but we are bringing in the younger generation before and Andrew really gets to say anything. I, I have to, to set it up in this way. If you read behind the steel curtain.com, First of all, if you're not reading behind the curtain.com, what are you waiting for? If you think the podcasts are there, there's so much great information there. Um, great film breakdowns. I'm constantly doing salary cap stuff. We have the breaking news, everything else. Andrew is the draft guy. And Andrew is the is the uh, mock draft guy. Yeah, but he he's better than that. He nailed That's some true. of this free agency stuff yeah, too that, that we've yep, done. He's nailed the free agency guy. But the but what I was going to say is that one of the biggest things that Andrew does, and it's what actually got him on with BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, is his big full mock drafts that he does. And Andrew did a mock draft before his. It was two point right? Is that the one you're on now? Uh, yes. Yeah that that came out just before free agency started. Correct. Yeah. And what's interesting is Andrew, this is why Andrew's so good at this. Yes, he's a young guy, but this is why he's so good at this. He had the foresight in order to know what it really was going to happen. He understood everyone that's going crazy over the Steelers needing a quarterback. He understood they were going to get a free agent quarterback. Everyone going crazy about offensive line. He knew they were going to sign some offensive linemen. Still doesn't mean that they couldn't do that. But yet, Andrew made a pick before free agency started that some people couldn't believe that you would go with that position. But now, one week into free agency, 
it's looking, it's, it, it's not nearly as crazy as what people thought. Andrew, what position did you choose? And what was the player that you had in your last mock draft? I went wide receiver and I gave the Steelers Jamison Williams from Alabama. And it's not at the time, wasn't a typical pick, but I kind of expected Juju Smith-Schuster to leave James Washington and Ray Ray McLeod to leave. And of course now they all are gone and they really outside of Gunnar Olszewski, they really haven't done anything to replace the receivers that they've lost. And obviously it's a deep wide receiver draft. And by the time we get to mock 5.0 or whatever, the day of the draft or whatever, I don't know that I'm going to have a receiver there or not, but it made a lot of sense the way the board fell. Tyler Linderbaum was off the board. Malik Willis, I believe I had going inside the top 10. Now, of course, he had his pro day today. There's only more steam uh, mm -hmm. to the Malik Willis hype train now after all the representatives that the Steelers sent out there. So, you know, maybe the Steelers are willing to make a move that big to be able to jump up and to get him. I know Mel Kuyper had him dropping 220. Not sure if that happens, but I don't have the same uh, insider information that he does either. <laughs> no, but, come on. They, they're, they're lucky if they get two right in the first round every year. Honestly. Well, yeah, in all Honestly. fairness, two of the last three years, I've gotten more right than Todd McShay and Mel Kuiper. So we'll see. Probably combined. <laughs> Not both combined, but. Okay. I'll yeah. tell you, th this is a difficult thing to do. See, Rich, Rich hates mock drafts. <laughs> uh, yes. I, no, my word is I mock. You mock, mock the draft. Well, the, the, so Rich, you need to be the guest on on what Ian's talking about and how they like to, to go after and make fun of the mock drafts. Um. I am first things first when it comes to mock drafts, especially if you do the machine, then we will do that. We've, we've done it the last couple of years, Rich and I, uh, where, where we run the machine through for a show and we're letting people pick in the live chat who they, who they want to take with who's available. So I haven't done a single one of those yet because first thing, I don't do it until we know the compensatory picks. I know exactly what number the Steelers are picking. From, you know, you know, up through round three, but you don't know anything beyond that. And I like to do the whole thing. And two, you, the, what the Steelers still need, we don't know. Look at how much their needs have changed in the last week. Would you, uh, I'll ask Rich first and then we'll get to Andrew. Would you say the Steelers needs have changed significantly over the last eight days? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you and I went in talking to the, uh, that we need offensive line would be a big focus. Well, it that's been, I want to say addressed to an extent. Now I sit around and look and I see other needs. We uh -huh. need wide receivers. We need strong safety. Those are the two biggest glaring needs I see that are out there for mm -hmm. us now. And although we knew they were needs potentially going into the off season, they weren't at the front of the line. They have now moved up. So yeah, I'm I'm going to ask Andrew a slightly different question. Okay, has free agency fallen in the way that you thought that it would with how the Steelers team needs are as we sit speaking here on Tuesday night, March twenty second? I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, what What do you think? Do you, has it fallen the way you thought it would? Is there something that you were surprised by or something that you feel still missing? Well, I was a little bit surprised by the Miles Jack signing just because the Steelers, I thought, were going to be looking more for the buck linebacker type to play alongside mm -hmm. Devin Bush. 
I'm not sure whether the Steelers are trying to replace Devin Bush or not. Obviously, being a Michigan fan, I know I've been a big Devin Bush fan since day one, so I'm not exactly ready to give up on him just yet. But I feel like Buck linebacker still needs to be addressed because I know Miles Jack didn't have a whole lot of success in that role in Jacksonville. I had kind of expected the Steelers to fix the interior of the offensive line first. I was a big proponent of getting a left tackle moving more to the right side, whereas nasty demeanor and just his run blocking ability would be a little bit seem to be better suited on the right side um, and then getting a little bit more consistent pass protector on the left side. So I, I was a little bit disappointed in that, but I had kind of expected that uh, the interior offensive line does look good. Now Mason Cole was the guy I wanted at center. Um, and then James Daniels, obviously has had a lot of success in Chicago and he's still ascending. So uh, the, I would probably say linebacker was probably the biggest surprise just because it wasn't the type of linebacker I really expected the Steelers to go after. I, I agree with that a lot. And actually, we have a Steelers vertex coming out with Jeffrey Benedict and myself tomorrow about Miles Jack and, and looking at exactly what is he bringing to the Steelers and is he answering the questions that they have at linebacker. Rich, anything? Because that happened since we had last had our show, Rich, uh, yep. with, with Miles Jack. Is there anything you would like to say specifically about the Steelers' uh, new linebacker? You know, sorry, new inside linebacker? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no it, uh, I really don't have anything to add on it. Yeah, it's just I I and that's and I asked this to the rest of the staff. I'm like, is he really that or or what's going on? Either the Steelers are gonna have to employ a different philosophy that they than what they've had, but they tried to do it last year as well when they were having Schobert and Bush on the on the field so much. At the same time, uh, Andrew, do you think that they're that they're changing up their philosophy with their linebackers and they're going to try to do that? Or, or do you think it's, you know, to me, it almost sounds like Miles Jack is a very, very similar to a Joe Schobert, just more athletic um, in, in that response. What, what, what do you think of that? Yeah, I would pretty much agree with that. I I know that the Steelers run a lot of sub package, a lot of two, four, five. I don't know if he's just going to kind of be that hybrid defender that they just kind of move all over the place and special packages. I mean, it seems kind of $8 million a year is kind of a lot for someone just to be a gadget guy per se on the defense. Yeah. I, and he's also a lot if you're using him just as insurance for Devin Bush. So it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if the Steelers tried him out at Buck linebacker, especially if the draft falls to where, you know, they need to get a receiver, they need a corner, and then they get, you know, a safety or whatever in the first three rounds. And then they're on to day three and there's really no other options at linebacker. Maybe they give him a try at Buck linebacker. Um, I just know that, you know, they kind of tried that with Joe Schobert and it didn't really seem to work. So I'm not sure if, I mean, it's literally from the same team. Schobert, I believe, came in to kind of hopefully replace what Miles Jack they were hoping Miles Jack would be in more of the Mike or the Mac linebacker, the main linebacker role. And it didn't really work out uh, with Schobert. And obviously now uh, Steelers brought in Miles Jack. So I, it, I'm just really not sure what they're doing there. Uh, and I mean, I, maybe after the draft, we'll have a better answer whether the Steelers add somebody mm -hmm. else or not. Um, but right now it's just really awkward situation. Yeah. I mean, he, he just seems like a playmaker, very athletic. Uh, they could utilize him in different roles. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm not exactly sure exact uh, what they're going to be doing. I, I'm, I'm not sure the plan. So we're just, um, 
the title of the show tonight, and now I can't even remember what it is. <laughs> it's it's how are the Steelers going to be filling their team needs for 2022? Bottom line, the, the question is, is it wave two of free agency or is it going to be in the draft? And I specifically want to ask a question because, well, partially because Andrew's wearing the shirt he is, but the the position of strong safety, that's a really big question mark when it comes to the defense right now. Because you know, you can see some of the some of the Steelers reporters, they're they're giving you their their projected starting lineups for the season. They don't know what's going on at strong safety. And I I kind of jumped on the train with my mock draft Monday articles that I'm always looking for a different name because I I have to try to come up with a different player every week. And one and some people, of course, look at oh, what do the Steelers need right now? You know, that's what they were doing before free agency when Andrew was smart enough to look ahead to what he thought that they would need after they address other things. And there, a lot of people looking at what right now the player that would that came up in the mock draft Monday. On, uh, I don't know if you saw it on the website or not, but it was a safety from Michigan, Daxton Hill. This, He's not even a strong safety. He's a free safety slash slot corner. But because he had the, an S next to his name, CBS thinks, oh, let's, the Steelers still need another safety now. So I want to ask you, specifically being a draft guy, is it do the Steelers really need to address strong safety in free agency? Or is that a position that the Steelers could could add, and, and I'm saying it's got to be day one or day two for the Steelers to signif- to think that someone's going to be a significant contributor right when the season started. Is there, is there players like that that they could or should be targeting in the draft, or do you think that that's a position that they should use for free agency? Well, a lot of the guys early on in the draft are more the free safety type. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton's going to be off the board before. The oh, he's going to the top five. Yeah, he's going to the top five. <laughs> And then, you know, you have Daxton Hill, free safety slot corner. You have Jaquan Brisker, who can play either. He can be either free safety or strong safety. Jalen Petrie is probably honestly the closest thing you're going to find to a pure strong safety. It's not the most athletic corner, but he's very good instinctually, has some ball skills. He's probably would be in that second round range, late second round range. So maybe at pick 52. But I, I really don't see him. His trajectory, I w- wouldn't really say it's any better than what Terrell Edmonds would be with the Steelers, just bringing him back. I can't imagine mm-hmm. that he would be incredibly expensive now that he's still staying out on the open market with multiple other good free safeties staying out there. I imagine that's going to bring down his price a little bit. Personally, I would just bring back Terrell Edmonds. I know a lot of people are jumping on the Honey Badger train. I'm sure there's probably somebody in the live chat that's mentioned it tonight. Um, oh, I, I think that was already up there before we started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm, I mean – Matthew would be nice, but I don't think it's really necessary. Edmonds is a good fit. We need someone that can cover those tight ends. And our tight end coverage was horrible for years, you know, until we got Terrell Edmonds. And he's been able, he's continually improved each year. And, you know, I really think he's just a good fit for what Terrell Austin wants to do on defense. It allows us to to play a little bit more man coverage, at least against the tight ends, um, get a little bit more physical against the tight ends as well. So I, I would just bring back Terrell Edmonds. I think that's not only the best financial decision, but probably just considering the draft class, I don't see a whole lot of great options at strong safety early on. Rich, after hearing Andrew's answer, what are your thoughts with the Steelers in the strong safety position moving forward and what you think they maybe should do and what you think they will do? I uh, kind of agree with, with Andrew. Um, 
I was surprised. I, you know, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Dave, I, I said Edmonds would be the first guy we re-signed. Yeah. Yes, you did. Um, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened. Um, I hope it still does happen. Um, I, I'm kind of in agreement with him too. Yeah. Honey badger. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I'm not sure he totally. F- we don't know how way. chemistry wise it will work for sure. Right. I mean, it, it could be great or it might not, at least with Edmonds, you kind of know what you have. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm feeling we've got to get the strong safety. You know, we've got to get that shirt up a little bit before the draft. Yeah, I I agree because especially hearing Andrew, I don't know that I w- that the Steelers want to really roll in to, to the draft in, in, in that in that boat. Do you think that's a and I would ask you first. Uh, Rich, for this one, do you think that's a position that they that is really necessary to upgrade over over what they had last year, or do you think the status quo is of of a Terrell Edmonds is better because it might not be as good with somebody else? Um, well, I don't know. You know, you know what you're getting in Edmonds, and you know that I, I wasn't an Edmonds hater. Um, uh, I felt that he was a player that was taking a little time to to develop into that better player, uh, similar to the same kind of things we had with Bud Dupree. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I at times I'm wondering: Are you know, has the front office, has Coach Tomlin, has anybody kind of talked to Minka a little bit? And was he comfortable with Edmonds? And how did he? that worked out and does he feel there needs to be an upgrade there not that you're going to let Minka make the call but I think you'd at least get a feel for it Andrew what same same deal what do you think about Rich's answer or anything you want to add to that yeah I pretty much agree I mean when you watch the games it seemed like Edmonds and Minka complement each other pretty well I mean, maybe not to the extent that Ryan Clark was Detroit Palomalu, uh, but you don't necessarily have to have another Batman at strong safety just like you do it when you have Minka at free safety. So, I mean, Tyron Matthew, you know, it could work out. It could be an excellent duo at safety, but also how will their personalities be in the locker room having two superstars, per se, at the safety position? You know, I don't, I just don't know in terms of chemistry how that's going to work. And, yeah, I agree with both of you. You know, at least with Edmonds, you know what you're getting you don't have to have anybody spectacular there, especially if you get another corner. I mean, the Steelers only paid Akilah Witherspoon and Levi Wallace like $4 million each per year, if I remember correctly, right around that range. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers can still easily add another corner, either in free agency or early on in the draft. And then, you know, I think that kind of, you know, you've got your corner set. And you obviously have Mink at free safety. You don't necessarily have to have a superstar at strong safety to have a really good secondary. Yeah, and now I, I do want to 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 sure up something there. Just to to know, Levi Wallace, his salary cap hit for the first year is just over two point five million. Okay. Uh, uh, Akella Witherspoon, I estimated to be about the same. The problem is, we don't have any numbers on on Witherspoon yet. He's just one of those guys that they haven't uh, updated his numbers. But part of that is because. He hasn't signed his contract. He hasn't signed his contract. So 
Steelers fans remember last year how how great it was to get Tyson Alualu back. You don't want to be on the other side of that. The Baltimore Ravens l- learned that last week with Zadarius Smith. Someone said they were coming and it said, no, now I'm not. So Jeff Hartman keeps bugging me saying, have they signed Weatherspoon? Has that been official yet? Where's Weatherspoon? I'm getting nervous about this. Now remember, Montrevis Adams, that was last Tuesday and he signed today. Yep. So Witherspoon was either Wednesday or Thursday. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Wednesday. So this, so I'm not surprised. And I'm like, if he's not in Pittsburgh, he he's not going to sign yet. So that's just, I just thought I'd tie that up a little bit. Now I'm going to ask another question because this, this, whether it be honey badger, whether it be talking about draft prospects, um, like, like a Malik Willis that uh, had his pro day today, Rich, did you see the, I know Andrew did. Did you see the, any of the highlights of him throwing? Yep. Yeah, that would. It was some. It, it was some crazy stuff. But um, coach, you know, they set up coach, those. Coach they, T looking on from the sideline. Yeah, they they set up those pro days to make them look as. I mean, they only do the stuff that makes them look as absolute best as they can. I don't blame them. That's what they, that's what you're supposed to do. But how much does Coach Tomlin's reaction to a player matter? I'm going to give you an example. People, you know, whether it's the 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 Malik Willis stuff, but every time Coach Tomlin did his press conference, both weeks leading up to playing Kansas City, he gushed over Honey Badger. Then there was a report today <laughs> about somebody, and this this has got to be someone that just looks at, oh, what are other team needs? Oh, maybe this could happen. Not that there's anything behind the story, and I know people have talked about it in the live chat. That or just a troll. Yeah, that that if if the Browns end up having to release Baker Mayfield, that the Steelers would be in on signing him as a free agent. I call bull on that one because every time Coach Tomlin highlights the Cleveland Browns when the Steelers go to play him, he gushes over their receivers, their line, their running backs, the water boy, it seems like. But he ain't never given any kind of credit to their quarterback. We'll start with Andrew. Andrew, do you do you, do you you weigh that at all, whether it be the draft stuff or just how Coach Tomlin is about players? Do you weigh that at all about whether or not the Steelers could get a honey badger or if they're, they would even consider bringing in um, uh, Mr. Bay, Baker Mayfield sucks? What do you think? I mean, the one thing that Tomlin is, he is honest and he's fairly straightforward with his opinions most of the time. So, I mean, a lot of people, have, especially with Malik Willis, they've, because the Steelers generally do not really hide what they're going to do in the pre-draft process, we generally see who they brought in for visits, which pro days they've attended. And generally, I mean, last year it wasn't really a shock when Najee Harris was there. It wasn't necessarily what I wanted, but I mean, it was kind of an expectation. I like it now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was, it was expected that, that he was going to be the pick if he was there. And, you know, I don't know if the same is going to be with Malik Willis, but it doesn't seem like Tomlin and Colbert are the type to, you know, try to do a bunch of smoke screens and try to get teams to think, you know, that they're going to do something other than what they're actually going to do. Cause really at the end of the day, if you're a good GM, you're not going to be affected by, what another team likes. I, I know that the Bengals back in 2016 or whenever, when they were taking William Jackson, Tyler Boyd, all the guys that a lot of people thought the Steelers had interest in. I mean, if you're a good GM, you're not going to change your board just because, oh, well, this other team likes that person. So, you know, we're all of a sudden, we're going to try to take them because they like that player. 
So, you know, with Matthew, I mean, that, it's a good point. I've never really paid attention to him praising Tyron Matthew a whole lot, but I don't, I haven't always pay a whole lot of attention. I, to I've got to cover those press conferences. So I hear it. Yeah. Hear right. It yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting if he stays on the open market and if we don't bring back Edmonds, I'm just curious to see who the first safety is that gets signed. Cause I think you'll probably see the rest of them get signed after that. It's just what's going to be the first domino to fall. And is it going to happen before or after the draft? Yeah. Rich, same question. Do you think, uh, how much stock you put in coach Tomlin being really high on a player um, when he speaks up to him or, or the way they react during these uh, pro days? Well, let, let me just bring up, you know, Mike Tomlin went to Malik Willis's pro day. They went to dinner last night. Yeah. Eight yep. chicken wings. Tom Tomlin yeah. had wings. Yeah. But and, who wouldn't uh, want to, if, but if, if everyone's coming in to watch, who wouldn't pick Mike Tomlin to go to dinner with? I mean, <clears throat> seriously. It's because it's Mike Tomlin. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, um, look, the Steelers are going to do their due diligence all around. They're going to have four, five, six guys that they've really done a lot of homework on, and then they're going to see what, wait and see what happens out in front of them. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what they normally do. Yeah. So why would we think they were going to do it any differently than how they've been doing the past five, six, seven years. So that's what I expect. Exactly. But but also remember, you know, they sent everybody to see Kenny Pickett. You know, since all they had to do was open their doors and turn left. I don't know if it's a left turn, right turn. I'm just saying that. But, I mean, that was – you can't read too much into that. To me, Ben Roethlisberger is retired. Yes, they brought in Mitch Trubisky. But if you're going to – seriously want to consider quarterback long-term you've got to start in this draft and guess what it's okay if you go and do your due diligence and find out that these aren't the guys that you want to move up for or the guys that you want to choose right then but you've got to put in the effort I mean bottom line is coach Tomlin wants to know hey is this a guy that if he fell to 20 I would take him he's got to figure that out because you don't want to miss also, he's got to figure out if this is a guy that falls that, that falls to 12, do we want to move up and get it? Something, some, something of that nature. So I don't think – I think the Steelers – there's been a lot of times where I really have no idea what they're going to do with their first-round pick. Last year, I think, was the obvious one. Everyone knew that if Najee was there, they were going to take him yep. because they just – because you saw how big the team needs were going into the draft. I don't think we're going to have that this year. I think the Steelers are okay if they don't draft the quarterback, and I think they could draft it. I think the Steelers are are okay if they don't take a tackle in the first round, but they're okay if they do. You know, I think some of these positions you're going to get no matter what, but I, I really think they're trying to set themselves up for that. Um, let's go. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to ask. Do you both agree that right now the biggest team need for the Steelers that they still have to address is wide receiver? You can either both nod your heads or both acknowledge. Uh, Andrew, agree, disagree on offense? I'm going to disagree only because I think that cornerback one 
is still a bigger need. I agree that depth. No, this, is all offense. this is all offense. Oh, oh on offense. Okay. Just yeah, definitely offense. on offense. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So, I mean, you could say, oh, offensive tackle, but the Steelers at least have three offensive tackles. I don't even know that they have enough. I mean, other than their practice squad guys, they're, they're struggling with the body. Rich, do you agree? Is it wide receiver on offense? Yeah, it is. Um, nothing needed at tight end could get by with the running back room. Um, I agree with you in terms of all you'd be looking to do with a tackle wise is an upgrade, but we're short on receivers. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine if they upgrade tackle. I really am as well. That's that, that would be, that's great. Um, but right now it's from a, just from a number standpoint, you kind of need receivers. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to start with rich. How many more receivers do you think they need to add? And what do you think the breakdown is when when it comes to free agency or draft? All right, let's see. I would say right now the Steelers need to add two receivers. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd get one of each, one free agent, one, one draft. Each. Yep. Andrew. What are you doing, or what do you think the Steelers need to do when it comes to wide receiver with free agency versus the draft? And then I have a follow-up for you. I'm going to say they only have to have one, only because I'm really excited to see what Anthony Miller, for one, can do mm-hmm. with Mitch Trubisky and also Steven Sims, the guy that I was really high on coming out of college, coming out of Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, very quick receiver, can play inside or out, uh, very good after the catch. So I think with those two plus, obviously Gunner is going to make the roster. And then you have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. So there's five. Obviously, you want to add somebody else in there because there is a lot of unknowns. But I think in maybe on day two, I know Sky Moore is getting a lot of love uh, just because he's a Pittsburgh native. Um, but if the Steelers can find a burner, someone – I know Anthony Miller has some speed. I know Deontay Johnson's quick. And I know Claypool mm-hmm. is fast for his size. But we don't have anyone who's a true burner, and we really haven't had one since Martavis Bryant. So I think that would be something that would really put this offense over the top, finding that – guy who can keep both safeties high and really in the end, hopefully help improve the run game because they'll keep defenses from stacking the box against the running game. If you have someone that can consistently be a threat to take the top off the defense. Okay. So you're saying they only need to add one and you are in favor of adding it in the draft, correct? I think so. I would Preston Williams is one guy who I think would come up pretty cheap in free agency. I've wanted to add a veteran mm-hmm. receiver for a while, just for maturity reasons. But at this point, there's not a ton of excellent options and it is a really, really deep draft. So you can even round two, round three, even into round four. There's a, there's multitudes of guys that could really fit any type of role the Steelers want. Okay. Because that's was kind of going to be my follow-up question. If the Steelers don't add add a wide receiver in free agency, then you see them drafting a receiver in blank round or, and then the other question is if they, if they do the first one I said, don't right. If they don't add a wide receiver in free agency, what round do you think they should, they should pick up a receiver. And if they do add a wide receiver in free agency, what round do you think they should go for receiver? If they add one in free agency, I mean, I guess it would depend on the magnitude of the sign, but I wouldn't expect anything mm-hmm. major. There's not a ton of major like, so let's say that someone that you would expect that they would they would be pretty much locked in to make the roster. Someone at that level, yeah, not someone all just to come in to compete to see if they make right. It. Okay. Um, 
for a guy, you know, maybe in a wide receiver three, wide receiver four, whatever, um, I would probably say day two, sometime on day two, I would probably say second round is when I could see the Steelers going with that, just because that's the range where Sky Moore is in, the range where Christian Watson could be, a George Pickens, a lot of receivers that the Steelers have shown some sort of interest in during the process. I think they could wait until potentially day three if they add another veteran receiver. There are a couple burners on day three. Velas Jones Jr. is one guy from Tennessee who's got a lot of hype after the senior bowl. Um, I know Kelvin Austin, he's a little bit on the smaller side. He's only like five foot seven. Uh, so he's getting a lot of comparisons to um, Tavon Austin. Of course, had some of the same issues with just size and not bringing a whole lot of extra abilities outside of just pure speed. Um, so I, I think they could wait until day three, early day three, fourth round. But I think it's most likely they would probably go round two if a guy like Sky Moore or George Pickens or Christian Watson would be available. Gotcha. So, Rich, any any thoughts on that? Like, if they do add a re- – like, how high do you think the Steelers could go with a receiver based on what they do in free agency? Um, uh, I'm really not sure I want to see us go receiver round one. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see us go as high as round two. Yeah. I could see it as well. I could see that going in in, in round two. I'll tell you this, both of you. Is there? I'll, I'll ask you this: Is there any way that the Steelers don't draft a wide receiver this year, Rich? No, the Steelers will draft a wide receiver. Andrew? No, they're going to draft a receiver at some point, I'd imagine. I'd have to go back and look this up. I don't know how long it's been since they would have gone two straight drafts not drafting a receiver because they didn't draft one last year. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think they're going to do it, and I, I think I think Andrew's pretty spot on there that you know look for that as a good possibility in day two of the draft in the second and third round i i I like that so is there any other you know the so so then now we're going to come back to one last thing before we get into our big question that we finished with um andrew brought up another positions after we kind of did that with 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 the offense he said about another corner so i'm going to ask rich rich do the steelers well, well, first of all, we're kind of assuming Akella Witherspoon is signing with the Steelers since it's been reported. So we know if something with that goes crazy and changes, then that changes everything that we're saying. Do the Steelers need to use free agency for another corner, or do you think that's something that they might be all right with what they're doing, but maybe use maybe use a pick in the draft to get someone else in there and in the mix, especially for years to come? I'd love to say, hey, maybe the Steelers address that in the first day or two of the draft. However, oh, we have sucked so bad at drafting corners. It <laughs> oh, seems like. bad started on that. He'll tell you about how how great they are. And then, honestly, the the answer is they're somewhere in the middle. It's just, yeah, when you think the Steeler misses, too many of them have been corners. I understand, but yeah. So so so, but you're saying, do you think the Steelers draft a corner at some point? I do. I think they yeah. probably do. Okay. If you Andrew, ask me, okay. go ahead, Rich. I, I told you, wide receiver. I think it's a given, and then and the next closest one percentage wise, in terms of what the Steelers will take, I think is corner. Okay. Andrew, are the Steelers drafting the corner? If so, how high do you see it happening? If the Steelers don't move up for Malik Willis, I think it's a possibility in round one just because 
of, I do believe there is a drop off. There is a decent amount of depth in this class, but there is a pretty big drop off after the first three corners. Of course, you have Ahmad Gardner, who's become the consensus number one corner. Mm -hmm. He's going to be off the board. Derek Stingley, I keep seeing mock drafts that have him falling to 20. I know, I believe Daniel Jeremiah, I believe he had the Steelers taking Derek Stingley at 20 in his latest mock draft. So you obviously, if he's falling that far, you have to have serious concerns about his character. And I know his tape the past couple of years hasn't been excellent. But back in 2019, that year of the national championship, he was the best player on that field. And of course, Jeffrey Okuda, who went number three overall to the Lions that year in that draft, he Derek Stingley was clearly the better corner uh, on that in that game. And he was fantastic that entire season, really the best corner in all of football. But Andrew Booth is the guy that I really like. And he, I'm concerned because I know how much zone the Steelers play, and we don't play a ton of man coverage. But he would fit really well with what Terrell Austin has had, whether it be Darius Slay. I believe that he's honestly not a bad comparison to Andrew Booth, really. He has good physicality. He can mirror in coverage. Um, has really good hand usage of the line, does a good job get, bumping receivers off their route. Um, his ball skills are still developing, but he has every athletic tool in the book, and he's more developed, a lot more developed than what like Artie Burns was, per se, when the Steelers drafted him. So, it, you know, it's not the exact same. Uh, but I do believe that the Steelers want a guy who can be a true lockdown corner. I would be totally fine taking Andrew Booth at 20, maybe with Terrell Austin and Brian Flores adding their own ideas to Tomlin's concepts. Uh, you know, maybe this would work out better than the last time the Steelers took a corner in the first round. Um, I got another name I'm going to throw out there just because it's one of the one the one corner that I've highlighted so far in the mock draft Mondays. What about I had to look up to get the right first name. What about um, uh, Trent McDuffie from Washington? He's, he's he seemed like he was kind of a fit for the Steelers. He can fit in just about any scheme. I know Washington, they play a lot of um, cover three. Uh, he has the, enough physicality to play in man coverage, but he his frame is a little bit slight. I believe he's around like five foot eleven, one hundred and ninety pounds, somewhere in that range. Um, he's not a huge. A guy. lot of people are projecting him inside into the slot. He played some in the slot at Washington. I honestly mm -hmm. think that's probably his best fit, at least immediately. And I don't think he has quite the ceiling of an Andrew Booth, just because. His, he doesn't close very well on the ball. So I'm not sure. I mean, obviously in college, some quarterbacks they faced, they didn't, their release time wasn't quite as quick as what an NFL quarterbacks is. The ball speed is not quite as fast as what it's going to be in the NFL. He didn't close that great all the time. I don't think he's going to close well enough, quick enough in the NFL to be able to create a lot of turnovers, at least in zone coverage. Um, you know, so when you're going by splash plays and in terms of being able to just, stay on an island with a receiver. I think Booth has higher upside. McDuffie probably has a little bit safer floor just because of his mm -hmm. um, scheme versatility uh, and just the ability to play really in any type of scheme. But I I think it's a reach at 20. I have I believe I have an early second round grade on him. If the Steelers are going to do that, mm -hmm. I would consider trading back at least until the late first round. Yeah, that's why I asked. But it seems like there's a number of names at, at, at various positions that are out there. Um, I know some people were throwing some stuff out in the live chat about first Justin Lane. Yeah, to me, you know, something Jeffrey Benedict talked about a lot with that was they drafted him thinking their defense was going in one direction, and then they acquired Minka Fitzpatrick, and Justin Lane just didn't fit in that role um, as much. Right. Okay. 
Lustin there. Jane. Yep. Lust, Thank you, Brian yeah. Blackstone. Yeah, good old Lustin Jane. Just didn't seem to be that that fit. And then other people were, you know, throwing shade at Artie Burns. I do want to say one thing about Artie Burns. Because of Akella Witherspoon and him coming on the scene late for the Steelers, I've done some research of, you know, hey, how how has he been? Like some of this is looking at like pro football focus and things like that. How was, where did Akella Witherspoon rank over the last six weeks of the season last year? And he ranked as like a top 10 corner. You know, he was a top five corner. I think might've been number three over the last six weeks of the season last year. That would be Artie Burns. He actually played really well to finish out the year last year in Chicago. So yes, it didn't work out in Pittsburgh and everything. Um, still love his story. Still, still wish him well and, and, and want to see him do well unless he's playing against the Steelers. So, um, Rich, do you have a do you have a specific uh, question you wanted to ask? Um, I was trying to narrow something down, yeah. but I really wasn't doing a good job here. Um, it, it was okay. going to be too. I've too I've broad. got something. Okay, and and the thing is, I it's early. There's still free agency to come, but because we had Andrew on here tonight. You know, we're not like say wave two of free agency is really what we're talking about now. But because we had Andrew on here tonight, we talked a lot about the draft. So I'm going to ask a draft question. Okay. okay? And this is what it is. And now remember, I'm going to give everybody, um, give everyone the disclaimer again. Don't put your answer in there or you will get put they're in all, time they're out. All, they all do it now just to spite you. Just to spite me. Yes, yes I know. Do. But I, but I don't want someone to get mad and say, why didn't you tell us you would do that? So I tell you every time, I will do that. We, uh, Rich will answer the question. Andrew will answer the question. And we'll make them really quick. With, in other words, you're just going to have to be like everyone else and not really explain. But I would, I would prefer everyone to use abbreviations. Okay? But the question is, the Steelers, they have their regular picks for the first three rounds. Give me the three positions you think the Steelers are going to draft in the, the not not even in order, just just the three positions you think they're going to draft in the first three rounds. We'll start with Rich. They will draft cornerback, wide receiver, and um, uh, I'm stuck on the third one. Uh, let's go offensive tackle. Okay, so you're going so you're going C B W R and O T. Andrew, what do you got? I'll go quarterback, wide receiver, and defensive tackle. All right, so quarter quarterback, D tackle, and wide receiver. All right, I'm going to go with wide receiver, cornerback, offensive tackle. So I have now brought the question up. It Well, it's still loading. Um, into the live chat for all of you jumping the gunners from Facebook. Yeah, I'm ignoring you. So give me the three shame, positions in any order. On your, like mine, shame, I'm, on you, Bert. There. shame on you, Bert. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying that. So Eric Maui. Cockley says, <laughs> wow. Um, wow, man, there are so many of them. Everyone was ready. They all came through out here. So yeah, they all have says QBWRCB, Stacy Lynn, um, quarterback, offensive tackle, quarterback. Okay. Eddie Powers, offensive tackle, cornerback, quarterback. 
Okay, there we go. Uh, George, I can't get it to come up here. Click. Okay, George Rice. Um, QBWR and cornerback. Okay, Cree. Hey, Cree, how's it going? Kriika says quarterback, offensive line, wide receiver, going all offense again in the first two days, just like last year. Wow, that'd be crazy. Okay, um, Robert. Okay, Robert Sadler, uh, wide receiver, safety, inside linebacker. Kathy Ford says wide receiver, defensive line, offensive tackle. Steelers Pittsburgh says DTWROT. I'm switching it up how I'm saying it, so it's just not redundant. Um, BF Bud says. Um, C, C, B, and W, R. So he's going specifically center. Okay. Cornerback and wide receiver. Okay. Um, Shaquille Gregory. That's not someone who answered early. Is I don't know. Wide receiver, no. cornerback, offensive line. Okay. Steeler chick, 46. Wide receiver, strong safety, offensive tackle. Doc Holiday, O-line, DT, ILB. Steel Dog, 88. Uh, DT, WR, and SS. Brian Brown, qu- quarterback. Wide receiver and defensive lineman. Bernardo Vasquez says quarterback, defensive tackle, wide receiver. John Walter, quarterback, wide receiver, strong safety. Henry Manuel says quarterback, wide receiver, cornerback. Rich, try to keep an idea of what position we're seeing the most. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, Richard Adamson says inside linebacker, wide receiver, and offensive tackle. Justin Conway says quarterback, wide receiver, defensive line. Brian Blackstock, Corner, wide receiver, D-tackle. SD Steelers fan. Um, linebacker, wide receiver, quarterback. Awesome stuff. Hey, awesome stuff. 1983. I, I, it's been a couple weeks, maybe. Um, wide receiver, safety, offensive tackle. Matt Stofko, um, best available linebacker center. So he, say, he said any position and then the other two. Okay. Um, if the best available is the linebacker, it's going to be tough. Um, Justin Benjamin, wide receiver, corner, quarterback. Okay. Um, Eric Dove, OLDL and WR. Uh, Varish Lockett says quarterback, wide receiver, cornerback. Uh, BMK says quarterback, wide receiver, edge rusher. Is that the first we've seen edge? No, yeah. we might have seen some OL be in there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Back. We did. Yeah. Um, Kelvin Colbert. Senior says quarterback, wide receiver, and cornerback. Stacy Lynn says CB, OB, QB. <laughs> I don't know what OB is. <laughs> um, that was probably supposed to be OL. Um, do, 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 uh, <laughs> Wait, out of bounds. Um, Chris Pugh. Yeah. Um, Chris Pugh, who was, uh, did the Q&A with me on Sunday night, says, says quarterback, wide receiver, and a doctor for team to stay healthy. What, what was that, Andrew? Oh, I was, for the OB, I guess you're saying we're going out of bounds with one of our uh, picks. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. Got to go out of bounds, you know. Um, think Chris, I hope, that doctor, box. I hope that doctor works on groins because we had a lot of issues there yeah. last year. Yeah, well, that was big across the entire NFL. Um, yeah, just one of those things. Um, James Galloway. I almost said Galloway. It's Galway. Haha. Um, OLDL and WR. David Poe says um, offensive tackle, wide receiver, inside linebacker. Sherry Richard says wide receiver, cornerback, offensive tackle. Randy Sears says OTCB and SS. Greg Schallenberger, uh, receiver, corner, inside linebacker. Todd Faraday says quarterback, wide receiver, inside linebacker. Um, I'm not bringing it up if someone put a name in there. Uh, Clarence Washington said quarterback, wide receiver, inside linebacker. Um, 
Here's um, Dave Lawrence. Um, I'm trying to see if that's the Dave Lawrence I know. I don't know if it is or not. Uh, wide receiver, cornerback, and offensive line. Um, Nate Van Slyke says uh, wide receiver, corner, and defensive tackle. Uh, Tyler W. says DTWR and ILB. Um, and he even says that's his order. Reginald Rivers says quarterback, wide receiver, nose tackle. Um, man, these keep rolling through. Frank yep. Fallhaber says quarterback, offensive line, cornerback. Um, Biggie Bronco. Um, oh, well, wide receiver and center. My question is, is that for the Steelers or is that for the Broncos? Um, uh, Joseph Cirillo says quarterback, defensive tackle and wide receiver. Um, do, 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 um, Henry Manuel says QB, WR and CB. Um, Jennifer Prosser, Jennifer says defensive tackle, inside linebacker, outside linebacker. Um, Larry, Larry Monick says quarterback, defensive tackle, wide receiver. Woo. Corky's research says defensive tackle, wide receiver and tight end. Boy, that's a different one. Um, never ender says QB OT and WR, um, Brandon four, five, six, nine says, or, or is that brand on? Sorry. Um, corner tackle edge, Paul Sh Sheriff or Sheriff. Sh Sheriff. Scherf. That's probably right. Wide receiver, offensive tackle, strong safety. My goodness, this is this is a lot. Okay, I dark storm. Uh, corner, quarter, cornerback, quarterback, and wide receiver. Derek Clark says wide receiver, corner, and safety. Um, Jeffrey says corner, wide receiver, defensive tackle. Mike C says corner, wide receiver, offensive line. And I'm, am, am I getting it? <laughs> Dave Lawrence says it's me. Hey, coach. Um, Josh Parker says corner, wide receiver, and O-line. Um, and more. there we go. Yep. Thank you. Harry Collick says wide receiver, defensive tackle, and strong safety. Woo! Rich. Yep. You have any kind of uh, wide receiver and corner were definitely in there the most, uh, followed closely by uh, offensive line and quarterback. That's that's what I thought. Andrew, did you kind of get the same impression there? Yeah. Yeah. So what's funny is that there's a lot of wide receiver, a lot of corner, and yet I'm not sure that that's what I wanted to do in round one. No, um, not necessarily. So but Yeah, so that's – but. It, I think those are also important for them to add to their team. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to let you go first. Thanks for joining us. Anything you want to say, anything you want to plug here before we get going? Well, thank you for having me on. First of all, it's been fun. Um, at some point coming up soon, we'll have a, another mock draft coming out. Not sure if it's going to be this week or next week, but just after all the free agency moves, a lot of things have changed. Um, so that'll be coming either this week or next week, one of the two. Um, and then on the draft fix, um, I believe this upcoming work, we're going to be talking about edge rushers. Um, and the BTSE big board, if you guys are into the NFL draft, you're a true diehard fan. We have in-depth scouting reports for about three to 400 players in this year's draft. And we've been going by position. Uh, the offensive tackles came out today. So obviously, if you haven't checked that out, go and check it out. I'm behind the steel curtain dot com. Um, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, <laughs> uh, um, so just keep checking on the big board and there'll be a ton of draft content. I have some sleeper articles before the draft. Those are always my favorite ones to do. I love day three sleepers. Um, so just be checking it out. Gonna be a lot of good draft content coming up. 
And make sure to to hit up your podcast with you and Jeremy. That's on Mon- comes out Mondays um, at noon. Correct? I believe so. Yes. Yes. All right. So to send us out, Rich, you always have to be the one that gets the final word to send us out. Yes. Before, uh, but before I do, yes, just make sure you're checking out all the podcasts, not just Andrews, not just this one, not just the other ones I do. If you're like I said, if you're here for for YouTube and Facebook. You're missing out an awful lot of stuff on the audio side. There's got some really good content. So anywhere you can get podcasts, search for Steelers, and we'll be one of the first choices you have, or you could search for Behind the Steel Curtain. Rich, take it over. All right. So um, uh, I will mention that next week I'm trying to convince Dave, believe it or not, you know, everybody said it wouldn't be the Scobro mm-hmm. show if we didn't come on just after nine. Um, I'm trying to go early next week. Um, yes, next we are. Tu- next Tuesday night is the McDonald's All-American basketball game. And uh, one of the head coaches is uh, the varsity coach at the local high school here, Tom Bosley. He is representing a uh, fantastic coach. And we are tickled to death. And actually, um, in church the other day, we sent him off. Um, and he would, said he was disappointed because he'd have to miss church next week to go coach the basketball <laughs> game. Um, but um, I'm wanting to get and see as much of that game as possible. So I'm trying to convince Dave we get on there early. Other than that, though, you know, basketball. Yes, be yeah, ready for that. Okay. 8.15 at 8.30. Make sure you're ready next week. But, we, but, but we're going to be on here because we got to talk Steelers. Um, the last week of free agency has been nuts. It's insane. It's a blast. Um, there are so many people that know the work that I do at BTSC and come looking to me, say, Oh, what'd you think of this site? What do you think of that signing? And I always talk about, well, here's what we've been talking about on the site. So yeah. as things continue to happen for the Steelers, hit the site you're going to get a good idea of how all of us over at BTSC are feeling about these things. Um, Believe it or not, after having Andrew on here, I'm starting to get itchy for the draft now. I know we've got another solid month to go before that's coming in, but um, finally nice to start seeing a roster wind up, you know, get lined up and coming together here. So um, when it comes to Steeler roster getting finished, there's one just one thing I can't do. I can't wait. 